0: We've got Andy Brown, Chief Financial Officer at Chegg, here with us back on the show. Andy, once again, you guys are putting up big growth numbers and you're looking at big development, as you've talked with us about, in the post-COVID world. So let's start there with the update. Walk me through what's coming next from Chegg.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. We had a, we had a fabulous quarter, uh, as you know. Uh, uh, We saw, you know, uh, our revenues grow 51%, uh, our EBITDA margin grow 80%. So we're seeing some really great leverage in the model. Um, And we expect that to continue for really the the foreseeable future. I think one of the things that uh, is unique about Chegg, and I've been at several, I've been at many companies in the past is that, you know, the the cost of acquiring customers is very low, more than 85% of our customers are actually unpaid. They'll come through unpaid sources. And the content that we have developed over years and years and years—it's right once used many times. And now, as we expand globally, that content uh, is is it once again is being leveraged. And as a result, uh, you're continuing to see uh,
0: increased margins and leverage uh, in the business. I also see that your cash flow keeps on going up too. Uh, and uh, even though it seems like the revenue growth you're expecting to slow over the next couple quarters. Uh, Walk me through what's expected there and then what will be sustainable. Uh, When you're doing 60% uh, and 50% revenue growth the last three quarters, I see analysts expect that to drop more towards 20 to 20-ish over uh, uh, the year-over-year basis the next couple quarters. How much of that is typical seasonality and how much of that is people going back into classes?
1: well actually going back into classes really has doesn't impact that because if you if, if what we've seen with our students whether or not they are actually learning you know from home online or whether they are in fact in in person um, they still need that help they need the help uh and uh, to do that uh what we are seeing however in the business is really a, a couple of things we have been significantly benefited over the last couple of years one is and i think we talked about this the last time is we implemented some technologies last year to help account to help reduce account sharing in the U.S. Um, but where we've on on the flip side is we've also seen a very large uh, infusion of international customers onto our platform, and part of that clearly is a result of COVID. As as international customers went uh, went online, um, they, they you know they would they look for help online and they they see that uh, they they chose they've chosen Chegg and. Uh, one of the things we uh, we talked about on the not the last on the last call in, in February was that we we expected more than a million uh, subscribers to come from international sources. That took a few people back by surprise. It would be that bold. but the fact of the matter is we're on track to meet that goal. Uh, we do believe that international now we will see a, at least a million subscribers from international uh, mm. uh, students.
0: And where will that bring the international revenue as a percent of total revenue if you do hit that number?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we know we, if, if we do get to a point where international revenues are greater than 10%, we have to report that out. And certainly as we get through this year, uh, it's likely that we will uh, we will exceed that. Uh, and, and and internationally is likely to be uh, 10% or greater of our consolidated net revenues.
0: Got it. Okay. I was wondering because I was looking at some of the numbers and I didn't see that reporter yet, but that answers the question. And so, uh, Andy, in terms of some of the skills uh, that you've talked with us about before that Chegg offers for adults as well, not just uh, uh, kids in schools, but thinking about the economy coming back online and thinking about how folks want to plug into different industries, what should we expect to see in terms of uh, that kind of interplay with the economy? Are we going to see CHAG ads and marketing around? Or are you going to want to spend to make people aware that they can learn new skill sets and learn new tools as more jobs start to reopen? Because right now there's a lot of places that are hiring and they can't find people to hire.
1: Well, yes. I mean, one of the things that one of the areas where we are expanding into uh, is in the skills area, to your point. So if you think about historical check and really where most of our revenues come from today is academic learning. But one of the areas where we believe there's massive growth for us over the next several years is actually in the skills area. We kind of tipped our toe in uh, the skills area about a year and a half ago with an acquisition of a company called Thinkful. Which really provide what I'll call those long form courses, but we anticipate that over the next several years we'll expand beyond that, uh, and that uh, skills, along with international, uh, will be big areas of growth for us um, for several years to come.
0: Okay, and uh, thinking about uh, either. Combinations with other services, as you mentioned, you've done some of these in the past. Uh, do you see any of that as presenting itself for uh, businesses that were more specifically uh, online and maybe COVID centric? Because I know a lot of the messaging and the numbers that are in the guidance are putting Chag in this category as a you know, not just a COVID play, not just a quarantine play. Are there businesses you see that are? more specifically exposed now that might n- integrate well into your own business as we get back to normal?
1: Well, clearly, we're, we're not a COVID play. I mean, a big part of our success has really been what we're doing as a business around, particularly in the U.S., around account sharing. Having said that, we do believe that as we, as we look out over the next several years, uh, the skills area is of particular interest to us. We have one asset today, uh, we do believe and as as you as as you can see from our balance sheet we've got a very strong balance sheet with about 2.6 billion of cash but we do want to deploy that uh for I, whether it be organic growth or whether that be inorganic growth and we can imagine over a period of time that in fact we would add more to our skills portfolio uh, because our goal is to be a major sk- uh, player in the skills space just like we are in the academic space.